They say love is blind, but when it comes to debt, it is apparently crystal clear, but not in the way you might expect. We've got new data about how debt plays into romantic relationships with our incredible thought leader, co-host, financial psychologist, Dr. Brad Klontz, making his debut on the podcast, plus what our money friends had to say about love and debt on this edition of Money with Friends. Welcome to the Money with Friends podcast. I am certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, host of the Financial Grown-Up podcast, coming to you from my very grown-up kitchen in New York City. And I am Dr. Brad Klontz, your friendly neighborhood financial psychologist, coming from very cold and snowy Boulder, Colorado. Ooh, I feel cold already. All right. This is, it's not exactly so warm here in New York City, but with 50 degrees, this is the Money News Show that includes commentary on recent headlines and stories with thought leaders from across the financial landscape, like Dr. Brad Klontz. We break those stories down into what matters to you, our friends, and we leave you with a takeaway to make it your own. And I do want to thank Joust for supporting Money with Friends. Joust is the nation's only all-inclusive banking platform for the self-employed. Pay Armor, Joust's invoice payment guarantee product, supports the 71% of the gig economy workforce that experiences non-payment. It's a real thing, guys. You can sign up for Joust for free at try.joust.com forward slash MWF and enter the promo code MONEYWITHFRIENDS to get $100 in credits. That is try.joust.com slash MWF. The code again, money with friends, 100 bucks. It's a great deal. We're going to talk more about Joust later in the show. But right now, I want to talk to Dr. Brad Klontz. So nice to see you again. You were a guest on, well, you've been a guest on Money and um, Financial Grown Up. You've been a guest on Joe's show, Stacking Benjamins. It's great to see you here. Uh, yeah, I'm super excited to be here. Um, obviously, I love chatting about this stuff. And as we were talking about, actually, before the show, I'm super passionate right now about just tracking what's happening on some of the social media with the with the mindset of what sort of information is coming to our kids, our our our, our children around personal finance. Um, so, for example, I'm pretty active on TikTok right now, which is if you haven't been there, um, enter with caution. It's sort of the wild west, um, but there are a growing number of people who are going on there and basically sort of selling day trading programs to impressionable young people. Um, I've seen some memes going around about how 401ks are just for like risk averse um, people who really don't know how to actually invest. Um, so a lot of really scary things. And, and our, our kids, are. this is where they're getting a lot of their education around things. Um, so anyway, it's something that I'm, I'm monitoring, I'm participating in. And um, if, you, if you are a voice of reason, if you have some expertise in personal finance, get on there and help me out trying to dispel some of these myths. And that's um, why you're, I, on, you're on TikTok a lot. Exactly. Actually, that's sort of the driving passion for me is, is um, thinking of these young minds and how can I target them, obviously from the psychology of wealth side, because that's a big part of what I try to do educationally, um, but also just some real basic personal finance um, information um, and, and avoiding those rich, get rich quick kind of schemes, basically. Yes. Well, the good news is that a lot of young Americans are paying more attention to their finances, at least, even if we still need to make sure they get the right information. They're paying more attention to their debt. And we're going to talk about that in just a minute. But first, let's see which one of our money friends is going to bring us into the headline today. Friends, check. Money, check. Friends with money? Let's do this. All right, go for it, Dr. Brad. 
Yes. So headline from um, the New York Post, this is why so many young Americans put off marriage. So over one in three young Americans are putting off getting married because of debt, according to new research. A poll of a thousand millennials and a thousand Gen Zers found of the younger generations with debt, 84% have considered delaying or holding off on taking their relationship to the next level because they want to pay off their debts first. Due to debt, 37% are delaying engagements, while a further 37% are holding off on getting married. Another 25% have put on hold moving in with their partner, while 29% have delayed purchasing a home. At the same time, debt is no longer taboo among younger generations. Conducted by one poll in conjunction with Laurel Road, a digital lending platform, the survey explored the relationship dynamics and financial habits of 1,000 millennials and 1,000 Gen Zers. Results uncovered that 81% of respondents understand debt is common amongst their peers and don't want to to let it negatively impact their romantic relationships. The results also revealed that a third of respondents currently have debts they are working to pay off, but younger generations are trying to be proactive and seek advice about how best to handle their finances. Nearly three in five, 58% respondents reveal they found out about their partner's debt within a year of being together. However, when it comes to the most appropriate time to reveal debt to a partner, results reveal that a third, 34%, consider it appropriate to to inform their significant other about their debt within six months of being in a committed relationship. Interestingly, though, a whopping 84% of respondents are open about discussing their debt with a partner. However, the survey suggests that this openness is not always immediate. Of those with debt, nearly half avoided discussing their debt with a partner when it comes up in conversation, and 65% are currently hiding that debt from the partner. So they think it's a good idea, but they're not really doing it, is what it sounds like. Back to the article. As a result, millennials and Gen Z are going to their partners for money advice and support. 76% of those studied said they often seek advice from their partner about how best to manage their financial situation. That's good. They're talking about it. Um, Beyond giving general advice, millennials and Gen Zs are supporting and encouraging their partners to be proactive about their finances and debt. 55% of respondents worked on a budget or payment plan together with their partner, while a further 38% researched refinancing options in an effort to help each other manage the debt. Let's just pause there. There's a little more, but you know, we want to keep the show tight. What is your reaction to this, Dr. Brad? Yeah. So first of all, I think it's fabulous that money is even coming into the conversation um, because disputes over money happen to be the biggest cause of divorce, especially in the first three years of marriage. So money is a really hot topic. And one of the big problems around it is this failure to talk about it. Um, and, you know, it's, it's real very quickly in the first three, four five dates. You know, if, if you're starting to think it's serious, you might ask a question about family plans or what somebody might want to do um, in terms of occupation in the future or where you might want to live. But rarely does money sort of come into play here. And we're all coming with a history. It's, it's almost like you're coming with your own blood work around your relationship with money. And some of that relationship can have a profound impact on the rest of your life. So I, I just really think it's fabulous that um, this younger generation is more willing to talk about this and um, with their partner. I completely agree. So we taped this show live in front of a Facebook Live audience, so we'll be including comments that we get from the folks that are here while we tape it in just a few minutes. But I do want to go to some questions that we asked our money friends on Instagram. We did ask them. I'm going to put Dr. Brad on the spot here. We asked our money friends, should people wait until they get their debt under control before getting married? And 
the answers were, um, let me see, what, what did I actually say as the answer choices? Um, okay, so one choice was yes, start fresh. In other words, yes, put your debt under control, put off marriage. And then the other answer, the other answer option was don't put off love. So what do you think in terms of percentages? What percentage said yes, start fresh? And what percentage said don't put off love? Um, I'm going to say that 75% said don't put off love. I'm feeling you're sort of in a romantic mood. That's why I sort of came up with that. Well, you weren't exactly right on the exact percentage, but you were right on the general sentiment because the majority did say don't put off love at 64%. So you're a little off, but you know, that's pretty close. You got, you got the sentiment correct. I'll so, take it. And we did actually ask them to elaborate on their answers. You have some answers there that you may want to share. Yeah, I do. So one is from Valeria Torena, who said, talk to your partner about finances before marriage. Ensure you're on the same page. Um, York and Bell, Bell said, yes, if you have a plan and are acting on it, basically go go for it. M underscore Armstrong, 89, got married in December and tax refund is several thousands higher due to f- filling taxes. Paying off the debt is, is a real focus for him. Um, the underscore and netter, maybe not paid off, but spending under control and solid game plan. And, you know, that really rings true for me. Like, I mean, for many young people, the uh, paying off your debt could be a 20, 30 year process to delay um, acting on love. Logan Barrett said getting married can be a trigger for people to get their financial house in order, which also I think is fascinating. All the research shows that um, couples who are if you're in a relationship, a committed relationship, you have a tendency to have better financial health. And, and I think some one of the reasons for that is that we have somebody to talk with about and, and maybe even curb our impulses. Yeah, well, we're also accountable to that person. We have somebody who has our back. We also might, you know, just because of love and we care about them, we want to do better with our money because we want to have the resources to live our life with them. And maybe we have children and relatives that in that phase of life, as we move into marriage and maybe children, we have a new inspiration, a new motivation to be financially strategic, let's say, to do our best and be more deliberate in our choices, whatever they may be. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, I'm noticing from Ron Snarksky here, he said, it sounds like debt is the norm and it's been accepted as so. And there's, he's reflecting how now this is a bit of a shame. Um, And, uh, you know, that that's also, I really can resonate with that too. It's so interesting. I'm, I'm so glad you pointed that out, Ron. There does seem to be sort of this learned helplessness, if you will, around debt and um, if you're not careful about that and strategic, that's where it can have really long-term negative impacts on your life, on your relationship, on, on your financial health. Yeah, and I do like the fact that this article points out that it's becoming more acceptable to talk about it. Even if it's more normal to have it, at least it's not being hidden. And they do have at the end of the piece, um, and I kind of put this in bold because I wanted to see if we could have time to get to it, the top five ways millennials and Gen Zers handle speaking about debt with their partner. And it talks about avoid discussing it, you know, what, the reality. In other words, these aren't tips. These are the reality of what happens. And it's saying 49% avoid discussing debt when it comes up in conversation. 45% decide to withhold information about debt. 41% share how much debt they currently have. 37% discuss a plan to pay off debt. And this is, you know, the number five. So this is coming in kind of last. 18% seek out advice on how to pay off debt. So it's sort of a very mixed message here. It's like we're admitting it's there. We're admitting we need to talk about it, but we're not actually doing it. There's a lot of avoidance here. What do you see in these? There's a lot of conflicting data in this in this story, I feel, in the data, in this study. Yeah, there really is, you know, and it's that avoidance that leads to the most trouble. Um, and actually, some people are, are saying a significant number that they would even lie or withhold information at the 45% mark. 
And that's that's getting into the realm of that financial infidelity. Um, and a lot of the reason why people are afraid to do that has to do with shame. They're feeling embarrassed about their financial situation. They're worried that someone else is going to judge them. And so it, it's a real common problem. But of course, it, it becomes a hidden landmine as, as your relationship progresses. And that's why we're seeing major relationship conflicts in the first few years when we're not on the same page. Um, I just want to squeeze one more thing in before we run out of time. Do you want to grab this comment, Julie, here um, chiming in? Yeah. Just, so Julie said, I didn't, um, I, I don't have debt getting married, but once I had kids, huge mindset change, debt free. Um, so didn't mind having debt perhaps ahead of time. You know, and that, that's also true. I think having kids is another one of those opportunities to really take a closer look at your finances because now you have some other people to worry about. Agreed. Um, one thing we all worry about is, you know, getting paid. And so that's one of the reasons, especially if we work for ourselves, we're a freelancer, we have our own business. We really appreciate Joust sponsoring money with friends. Even, you know, if anyone's thought about starting their own business, I did. I worked in traditional media for a while. Now I have my own business. Maybe you want to begin a side passion project, but you weren't sure where to begin. One of the things you worry about is a steady income. And that could be the reason why you don't take the leap. So Joust is a great resource for all of us. It's the nation's only all-inclusive banking platform for the self-employed. Business banking can feel complicated. And by the way, it should be separate, in my opinion, from your personal bank account. So this is something that Joust can make easy. They have something called Pay Armor. That is their invoice payment guarantee product. And it supports the 71% of the gig economy workforce that I mentioned earlier in the show, experiences non-payments or even just delayed payment. You can sign up for Joust for free at try.joust.com forward slash MWF. If you enter the promo code money with friends, you will get $100 in credits. That is try.joust.com slash MWF. And again, the code is, it's so easy, this code money with friends to get your $100 off. All right, we're going to move to takeaways. Dr. Brad, do you want to go first or second? Um, I'll go first. So as a financial psychologist, I would be remiss if I didn't encourage people to have a conversation around their relationship with money or also not just the stats on your debt and income, that kind of thing. But what was it like for you growing up around money? What are your financial fears? What are your goals? Um, Because a lot of us really don't understand what it was like for our partner growing up, what their parents taught them. And this mindset, and in our research, we call them money scripts, they have a profound impact on that person's relationship with money. So having that conversation gives them the chance to talk about things that perhaps they've never talked about or thought about. And it'll give you a real deeper understanding of who they are as a person and what matters to them. And what I found in my work with couples is that conversation quite often has never been had. And meanwhile, it's 10, 15 years down the road and we're on different pages around spending or our financial habits, but we really never took the time to really understand where our partner's coming from. And a lot of that is psychology, that people, you know, it's, it's human behavior. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's these unconscious beliefs that we have that are clanking around our subconscious mind. Um, and that's how we interact with money. And all the studies we've done related to that shows it has a direct impact on savings habits and spending habits, net worth, income a whole host of financial behaviors. So really a huge part of it in, in really coming on the same page with our partner is really understanding where we are ourselves around money. What, what did our parents teach us? Well, you know, even looking back generationally was, is pretty profound. You'll find some stories, two or three generations um, in your family that are having a profound impact on your current relationship with money. 
So I, of course, I think it's fascinating, Bobby. <laughs> I think it's fascinating too. That was, I mean, I'm sort of stumped about whether I should even do my takeaway because I think you kind of said it all. That was brilliant and really um, very deep, Brad, very deep. Um, mine is maybe not as deep, but I'm just going to go for it. I'll say my piece. Uh, my takeaway is that there's a lot of contradictory info here, which kind of frustrated me about this article. I mean, saying 84% of respondents are open about discussing their debt with a partner, but then they say 65% are currently hiding their debt from their partners. So what's up with that? Um, I'm going to throw my hands up here and say, at least debt is now part of the broader cultural discussion. And if you hide debt from someone for too long, and you know in your gut when you're kind of lying by omission, you know. Is that really a risk worth taking? If they can't handle the reality of your debt or your financial situation in general, things are not going to work out. So you're not their person. I know it's tough love, but that's kind of where I'm coming from today, Brad. Yeah, well, you're hitting hard and hitting true, so. Okay, before I let you go, um, first of all, you're going to be back tomorrow. Um, Tell me what you guys you're up to. We already talked about you're doing TikTok because that's where the young eyeballs are. So you're reaching them there. You, I love your YouTube channel too. Well, thank you for that. Yeah, so I, I'm really trying to um, on TikTok try to make this financial psychology, financial um, information, you know, engaging, interesting, while also educational. And YouTube channel, I'm, I'm trying to do the same thing there. So I have a real passion for um, doing what I can to increase the financial health in America. And where can people find you, all your social channels, et cetera? Yep. So I'm at Dr. Brad Klontz everywhere. Um, Twitter, I'm on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. Um, so, yep. I'd love to connect with you there. Awesome. And you'll be back tomorrow. What are we talking about? Oh, you brought the article you brought, actually. It's a pretty good one. Right in your wheelhouse, too. Yeah. So this is an article from the New York Times that really talked and, and dove deep into financial literacy and whether or not this should be a required subject in public schools. Awesome. So everyone come back tomorrow, make sure you're subscribed for that. And if you want to learn more about Dr. Brad Klontz and all of our amazing thought leaders this season and past seasons, you can get that information along with links to the articles that we talked about on our website, which is moneywithfriendspodcast.com. If you want to participate in our Instagram polls or just stay in touch, which is great, go to our, make sure to follow us on Instagram at moneyfriendspod. That is also our handle on Twitter. And with that, and on behalf of Dr. Brad Klontz, thanks everyone. Have a great day. This show is created and hosted by Joe Saul Cihai and Bobby Rebel, and is a joint venture of BRK Media LLC and Stacking Benjamins LLC, copyright 2019. Taylor Eichenberg engineered this show, and Ashley Wall is the producer. For a list of our friends who appear on the podcast, head to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You can also check out our schedule for upcoming recording sessions so you can join us and be part of the show. As with anything, remember you shouldn't take advice from any of us or any other video or podcast without first talking to your financial advisor and that the people in this episode are here for your and their entertainment purposes only. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and we'll see you back here next time with another episode of Money with Friends.